Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. Throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which one works for me. Since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow CRNAs to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a Plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. All right. Well, let's get to it. Today's rabbit hole is dun-dun-dun apartment syndications. Yeah, I know. This one has been a long time coming. Since this is my primary source of income now, I probably should have spoken about it sooner. But better late than never, eh? In late 2018, the eye center that I had worked at, uh, 1099 for the last 18 months, decided to go with a different anesthesia group. I wasn't entirely broken up about it. The days had gotten longer while the pay remained on the lower end of the area. I was missing too many dinners with my family. Anyway, I had a couple of GI centers that I was working at PRN, and I was able to cobble together three to five days of work per month. So in the early part of 2019, my family and I discovered a lot about our finances, namely that we could survive on much less than we thought we could. I could try to find other places to work, but many of the places that were available at the time either wanted full-time employees, which I wasn't particularly interested in, or they were just in skeezy situations. One of the best examples was a recovery room where the aide didn't know how to take a blood pressure or what good and bad O2 sats were. High production pressure, no breaks, you name it. I was just over it. So when we learned that we didn't need so much to live on, it freed me to only choose options that fit our lifestyle. I also had a lot more free time, so I really started getting into podcasts. When I was searching for passive income solutions, I started listening a lot to the Bigger Pockets podcast. I found that most folks who are interested in real estate have at least heard of the show. It happens to have a really broad viewership. They are incredibly informative and empowering. In April 2019, I was settling into the idea of building a single-family rental portfolio when Michael Blanc was a guest for episode 324 of the show. For those who don't know him, he's well-known in the apartment investing space, and he encouraged listeners to actively invest in apartments to get out of the rat race within five years. He's a great speaker, so I decided that I wanted to learn more. Fast forward a couple of months, and I was listening to Bigger Pockets and Michael Blanc's show, The Apartment Building Investing Podcast. 
My plan was relatively unchanged at the time. Active apartment investing involved building large teams to handle all of the ins and outs of a particular venture, and I was much more interested in passive investments. But I couldn't shake the idea of apartment investing. I wanted to get into that space somehow, but I just wasn't sure how yet. In July 2019, I listened to episode 174 of Michael Blanc's show, and it changed the entire trajectory of my life. And I I can't, that's not uh, overstating it or anything like that. He interviewed Ryan McKenna, who's the founder of McKenna Capital. Ryan spoke about how he chose the path of passive investing and how he was drawn to multifamily over other investing options. He also spoke about how to vet operators, put your money in motion, and achieve financial freedom as a passive investor. Essentially, you invest with a great operator with a proven track record. Their team does the work of finding, analyzing, purchasing, fixing up, and running the property while you sit back as an investor and collect distributions. Once they have completed most of their business plan, they refinance the property, giving you much of your initial investment back and allowing you to reinvest that money into other things. Meanwhile, you continue collecting distributions for a few years until they finally sell the property at a profit. All I can say is I was hooked. This was like the Burr method, which is buy, rehab, refinance, and repeat for multifamily. At that time, we were currently in the process of purchasing our first single-family rental. Supposedly a turnkey property, the home ended up anything but, but let's just say that's a topic for a whole other show. In short, dealing with the banks was a hassle, and we couldn't imagine going through that process several more times. I scheduled a phone call with Ryan McKenna, and we spoke about my individual investment goals. My wife and I made our first apartment investment in September of 2019, and we received our first cash distribution three months later. So we did that again and again. In total, we've passively invested in six different apartment offerings with three operators across four different states. Four of those investments have produced enough income for me to walk away from anesthesia for good, while the other two are growing wealth in my wife's retirement accounts. During the pandemic, those investments never faltered. The lowest occupancy rate we saw for any of them was 84%, which is well above a common break-even threshold of 65%. We continued to receive our mailbox money throughout the market downturns. Obviously, I'm a big fan of this particular method of producing side income and creating wealth. But just because it's my thing doesn't make it right for everyone. So let's go a little deeper into the pros and cons of passively investing in apartments. We'll take these one by one in an alternating fashion. So we'll start with the pro side, economies of scale. Specifically, I'm referring to occupancy levels and break-even points here. When you purchase a single-family home, it's either occupied and making money for you, or it's vacant and losing money. Vacancy and turnovers are a killer to returns in single-family investing, at least until you get to around 5 to 10 units. With a passive apartment investment, you already have the scale to provide yourself with a profit cushion. In a 100-unit property, you could have 15 to 20 units empty and still be making plenty of profit. A con is that there's a high initial investment. The price to get into an apartment investment is higher than many others out there. A typical offering requires fifty dollars to $75,000 in investments, which is a high barrier to entry for some folks. A pro is tax-protected passive income. 
Unlike dividend stock investing, where you commonly see investors chasing dividends of 2 to 3%, apartment investors regularly see distributions between 6 to 10% for a given offering. Due to cost segregation analyses and bonus depreciation, apartment investors receive K-1 statements that basically offset any passive income gains that they have for the year. Compared to the stock market, where gains are taxed at the capital gains tax rate, and it's a no-brainer for producing passive income. Con, there are inherent real estate risks. While investing in real estate can be safer than many other investments, it isn't without its risks. Proper analysis of the local landscape and the target property is necessary. You should know the market you're getting into, including factors such as tenant demand, existing and planned apartment inventory in the area, local economic factors, and available financing terms for the project. As a passive investor, you need to properly vet your operators to make sure that they can properly vet these various factors. Another pro is that you have control of appreciation and value. In single-family investing, the price of a property is greatly dependent on its location and comparable home sales in the area. In contrast, multifamily properties derive their value directly from the net income that they produce. An operator can come in and force appreciation of a property by simultaneously increasing income through raising rents and occupancy while lowering expenses. This control of a property's value is a powerful tool in multifamily that isn't available to single-family investors. Another con is that there's relative non-liquidity in apartment investing. Unlike stock investing or even Bitcoin stuff, where you can put your investment in and take it back out in a moment's time, apartments are not liquid. To get money out of an apartment investment, an investor needs to sell or refinance. This process usually takes months. Passive investors in particular can work with a particular operator to divest themselves of a deal if absolutely necessary, but it often results in penalties outlined in the operating memorandum. Another pro, goal alignment. One of the things that I love about apartment investing is the fact that everyone can win in the process. An operator is incentivized to carry out a business plan that actively improves a property for the residents. The residents now live in a nicer place with improved amenities. The operators are rewarded for their efforts with a more profitable and attractive property, and passive investors grow their wealth along the way. It's a win-win. Con, fewer exit strategies. With the stock market, you can just sell your shares if you want to get out. With single-family homes, you can sell to people who are single or married or families of any blend in addition to investors of differing varieties. With apartments, though, you're pretty much limited to selling to other investor groups who have enough money to afford the larger price point. There's a risk that there won't be many buyers when you actually want to sell, possibly limiting your returns. Pro is that there's a certain ease of investing with apartments. When you want to buy a single-family rental, you have to come up with the full price yourself or utilize a bank to go through the loan process. Even if the down payment is in hand, the process can often become tedious with the banks. In contrast, passively investing in an apartment syndication involves signing a few documents and wiring the money over to the operators. Even if you use a self-directed retirement account, I've still found the process much easier to manage than a rental home purchase. Con, later tax return filing. One of the downsides of investing in apartment syndications is having to wait on your K-1 statements. For those of you who like to file your taxes in early February, well, you now have to wait until much closer to the deadline to file. 
Typically, operators have a deadline of March 31st for those K-1s. Some will get them done a couple weeks earlier, and most will meet this deadline. But hiccups are possible even with great operators. For instance, I didn't receive a K-1 until well into May for two of our investments in 2020. Pro, inflation hedging. When inflation rises and costs go up, rents follow, and the overall value of apartment buildings rises along with it. Con, less profit for you. In most syndications, the operators build in a waterfall mechanism, whereby when the investment reaches a certain threshold, say 15% IRR, the profit shifts to favor the operators. For example, if you have an initial 70-30 profit split, that may shift to 50-50 once passive investors have met their returns. Now, this doesn't affect the overall returns promised to investors, but it does mean that more of the profits of exceeding expectations go to the operators instead. It's a relatively small detail, but important to note. And finally, we have another pro, steady and favorable returns. Even conservative returns from apartments tend to be favorable compared to other asset classes. Operators regularly produce yearly returns above 14%, essentially doubling your money every five years. This surpasses many other investment styles and asset classes without the roller coaster ride along the way. The thing that I've learned throughout this journey is that it is far more important to invest with operators who have a sense of integrity than it is to find the right investment. There are lists all over the internet about how to properly vet potential operators that you hope to invest alongside. Here's what I look for in an operator. Number one, they must have a great track record of producing for residents and investors alike. I'm not looking to just jack up rental rates and leave residents in a lurch. As I mentioned before, we can all win here. I want to see how they've executed on a number of different deals in different circumstances. Number two, operators must have clear and consistent communication with investors. This means a minimum of quarterly updates and statements, but most operators will give you this on a monthly basis. Number three, other investors rave about them. Ask for references from other investors. Operators should be ready and willing to produce those. Number four, I like to work with people who have a sense of purpose. The purpose for this is to not only make money, but to actually improve communities. The best operators work to do the latter with their investment projects and other volunteering efforts. Number five, I want to work with operators that underpromise and overdeliver. This is where conservative underwriting comes into play. If the numbers look too good to be true, they just might be. Number six, while I passively invest in many geographical areas, I enjoy working with operators who specialize in just a few different markets. I know that they have established contacts and are getting the best information and working with the best teams in the area. Number seven, make sure that they have experience doing similar projects in similar markets. If a team is used to fixing and flipping 20 to 50 unit class C properties in rural Alabama, they will face a learning curve transitioning into ground up construction of 150 to 200 unit class A properties in West Palm Beach. At the end of the day, we all have different things that we look for in an investment. I prefer investments that grow my wealth over time while paying me along the way. And that's the main reason for my choice of apartment syndications for my own investing. For those of you who are interested in being more active, I'll go into detail about the general partner side of apartment syndications in a future rabbit hole episode. If you'd like more information, make sure you check out our show notes. 
I've included some podcasts and article links that should help you in your journey. You can also visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com if you're interested in creating passive income through apartment investing. The whole purpose of on-call capital is to help busy healthcare professionals get started on building passive income and generational wealth through apartment investing. Whether you want financial freedom or just some flexibility in your work-life balance, it's important to begin looking at ways to produce income outside of your traditional career sooner rather than later. If you're interested in exploring this further, please reach out to me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me, make sure you find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. I hope you'll join us next time. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.